welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another enjoyable episode of the Jeff Macalino podcast. I guess you've heard that name enough. Uh, today, I've got a good one uh, with uh, April Davis. Uh, I'll tell you more about her in a second. Just a little bit of housekeeping. I've got to get to um, one thing. You know, one thing is I should have this stuff up on my screen before I hit the record button. Eh? Uh, one thing is I did uh, post on the Facebook page, got uh, landed uh, another uh, acting role, just a small supporting part in a, a TV uh, web series, The Stories of the Paranormal, it's called. So, you know, I'll stay tuned for when you can catch more of that um i'll give you more info when it becomes available to me i'll be shooting that in uh, early january uh and uh you know nice nice quick and easy uh but i i did get the script and i'm very very uh excited about uh you know stepping outside a little bit and uh trying a different kind of acting we'll see how it goes uh also wanted to give a shout out to my buddy in episode 99 guest chris devon for starting his podcast just a few days ago from where when you'll hear this or maybe a few weeks ago i don't know when the hell you'll hear this uh but it's called too late with chris devon uh so check that out on uh at least on spotify apple youtube uh funny 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 man and uh i have high hopes for uh for his podcast so check that out uh all right oh and one more thing i've got a tease here uh in this episode i guess i should say this up front in the intro uh this will be let's see well i don't know how long this intro is going to be so it'll be about i'm going to guess 25 minutes into here we're going to cut away to a new segment uh called failed uh well episodes you'll see you'll find out uh with the lovely intro from my wonderful son james uh and uh you know that'll just be a one minute interlude from this fantastic episode with april davis april davis is the uh, ceo and founder of luma luxury matchmaking uh she's a dating expert <coughs> matchmaker back in 2012 or i'm sorry 2010 uh, she uh, developed <laughs> Luma Luxury Matchmaking. It's a high-end matchmaking firm that provides luxury matchmaking services to millionaires, celebrities, executives, and professionals looking for long-lasting love. She's also been a celebrity matchmaker on uh, The Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, Luma has an 83% success rate and exponential growth. Uh, boasting over 25,000 elite singles. Uh, so we talk about, uh, obviously about matchmaking, talk about dating apps. Uh, we talk about, uh, standards men and women may have, and maybe too high of standards or too rigid standards. We, we talk about a few things. I ask her right off the bat because, you know, 
this is where my mind goes, is about hopeless cases, um, because, you know, that's often what I think I am. Uh, but no, it's a fun conversation. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe if you're looking for love, check out Luma. Uh, maybe I will. You'll see. Listen to the episode. There's some good, uh, good stuff in here. Speaking of good stuff, oh, mastering the segue again. You know, drinking spirits is expensive. Instead of dropping bank on a bottle you're not sure you'll absolutely love, expand your palate with Flaviar and their ever-growing collection of spirits. This members club, club curates an extensive collection that's complete with everything from the big brand classics to offerings from smaller craft distillers with personalized recommendations based on your current likes and dislikes. And you get one complimentary tasting box every quarter. Their selection... I, oof really pronunciation good today <laughs> their selection eclipses what you'll find at local liquor stores and bars totaling thousands all documented in the flaviar app along with visualized tasting notes members also get special pricing and shipping is free on everything so when you stumble on a bottle you need more of it'll arrive right to your door to use flaviar use the link below in the show notes so they know i sent you and you get a discount for being a valued member or listener of the Jeff McAlino podcast. Uh, also, this podcast is sponsored by Abata, the cashback shopping app that helps give you cash back in your pocket for buying things you're already going to buy. Download the app, use the link below to get the special introductory deal for joining. I'm telling you, it's easy. It's a little app you put on your phone, uh, and all of a sudden you just go to the grocery store and money starts piling up in your account. It's really easy. Uh, so easy, a Jeff Macalino can use it. I might need to be a sticker on boxes moving forward. Um, people say, who the fuck is Jeff Macalino? Um, <laughs> download the app. Start earning back some money for buying things you are already going to buy. I'm completely sober. That's maybe why I keep getting tongue twisted. Um, all right, everyone. Enjoy the episode with me and April Davis. And uh, stay tuned in the middle. Again, you've got that uh, failed episode. Let me know what you think of that. I'll see you on the flip side. All right, everybody. I am now very pleased to welcome April Davis to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you today, April? I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Um, I'm happy that there's there's some smoke because I almost set my house on fire a few hours ago, um, but I don't think you can see it on the cameras. No, it sounds like an exciting morning so far for you. Yeah, I, I accidentally had something on the stove when I was trying to make steaks and uh, I saw a flame burst and uh, yeah, I found out my smoke detectors are not very effective either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well uh, you know, it's one way to test. Um, but all, all's well, except for I overcooked the steaks and I'm very upset about that. But otherwise, you know, um, I'm happy to have you on. Now, you are the uh, CEO and uh, I believe the founder uh, as well of uh, Luma Luxury Matchmaking. Um, why don't you because you'll be better at telling my listeners about it than me. <laughs> Tell me about Luma. Um, and, and you started this back in 2010, correct? That's right. Yeah, I started because I have been doing matchmaking just, you know, on my own 
here and there um, with amongst my friends and um, people that, that I knew. And so I just said, you know, there has to be a better way for people to meet than all these apps because I would hear people complaining about them. And so, yeah, I started the company, created the company and has just been growing since then. And now we're nationwide. And yeah, it's been very fun and rewarding to say the least. It does. Um, now being nationwide, do most people, when they sign up for this, are they looking for like a local match or is it like, I'll move, uh, just connect me with someone no matter where they live, or is it just case by case? Yeah. A lot of people are looking for someone local, but, um, we also have a lot of people that travel a lot for their career or they can relocate if they want. So they're open to moving and meeting someone across the country just for the right person where people are willing to do a, a lot of things you know if it's if they can make exceptions and sometimes it's hard to believe that that one person for you is in your backyard so we need to be open-minded to where they might live currently right i um i'm gonna start this off on a on a <laughs> On a, we're going to talk about all the successes, but I've got to ask because uh, you know I'm I'm sitting on my couch just thinking about uh, this stuff, and I'm like, you know, there there's always that kind of saying that there's there, you've got a soulmate out there. Everyone has a soulmate, you know. It's kind of a a common thing that people just kind of say. Uh, and I'm sitting on my couch thinking, but what if you don't? <laughs> so um, I'm. I don't know if you watched How I Met Your Mother. There was an episode of that where she basically told the main character, he went to a matchmaker and she said, there's no match for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're an impossible case. Are there just some hopeless cases or is it just lack of working on themselves that makes that yeah, I mean, we we could decide that we were going to be extremely difficult or we're going to be extremely particular and, you know, we want someone that's like Brad Pitt and, um, and nobody else is going to be good enough. So, yeah, there is no, there's probably not a good chance that that person's going to be able to marry Brad Pitt. So, yes, there are some people that are just kind of disillusioned about who they're looking for and um but i think there's a lot more people that are open-minded and know that you know their person could come in different a different kind of package than what they expect you know and it, it's really important to keep keep that mindset because this is a relationship you know it's not like when you go and you buy a car and you pick out what features you want in that car and you have to take the good with the bad and there is no perfect person out there for anyone Right. And, and I think, um, I don't know if you'd agree with this. I think uh, I get pressure from, you know, uh, my parents and friends, uh, especially girlfriends of my friends, I would say more, more so. Uh, I need to be more out in the dating world. My response is always, I'm working on myself. Yeah. I get myself right. I'll attract the right woman to right. my life. Um is that something, is that maybe one of those hopeless cases? Is that just kind of a blind spot of, you know, if you, you got to work on yourself before you're going to find the right person to begin with? Oh, I think, I think you're on to something. If you focus on, there's so many different areas that one could focus on to improve themselves, you know, whether it's financial or physical health or um, 
what or just like being a more interesting and funny person you know that's going to be more attractive to the other to opposite sex so you can yeah you can definitely work on those things i think that's really important but there's also people that are workaholics and they're so busy working on their themselves that they don't have time or they don't make room for meeting anyone else and because they're so focused on them and so it's finding a right balance so maybe you have some goals that you want to achieve and you want to just stay focused on those until you get to those goals and then maybe you'd be ready and willing to be in a relationship and could focus on that at that time so there's nothing wrong with that too it's a personal preference how so I dabble in stand-up comedy and the, the stuff that gets the most laughs from, from the crowd is when I talk about dating apps and how miserable they are because <laughs> everyone in the audience has, has dealt with it or heard stories from a friend uh, and, and they're miserable. Um, has that kind of, do you think that's devalued? I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to say romance or, or dating or, it just, it seems like it's like a virtual meat market and it's kind of, and I'm guilty of it, you know, in the past myself where you, you're just looking at pictures and you're like, oh, she's hot. She's hot. She, uh, and, and some friends, oh, just swipe right on everyone. And then when, when you get matches, you can sort out which ones you actually want to talk to. And it's like, ah, it's kind of gross behavior when you're treating people like a, like yeah. a carnival game. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a good way to put it <laughs> yeah. yeah it and you know, it disillusioned us around relationships and just made a lot of people disheartened and not um they're frustrated and they think oh there's nobody out there for me and you know it's kind of like going to home depot to fit, to pick out a paint color that you want there's so many different options and if you're trying to choose white like how many different options of white are there it's crazy so yeah there's um it's definitely changed how just our society in general is how we perceive each other and also we just throw people away we think oh well i'm not going to invest in this relationship because i'll just go back on the app and keep swiping and i'll find somebody else i mean i've heard you know you hear people literally they're in the bathroom and they're on the dating app or the other person sitting at the table is on the app while they're on a date. So they're not really taking the time investing in a real like bonding relationship. They're just all about, you know, it is, it even says on a lot of these apps, it says it at the bottom and like the um, disclaimers that it's an entertainment thing. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily, they're not there to help you to be successful it's they're there to get engagement they actually want you to not be successful so then you'll stay on the app right you keep paying their monthly fee so it's just you got to take it for what it is it, it is one option but really you get what you put in like anything and it's i know it's frustrating because you want the other person to be also if you're looking for a relationship you want them to also have the same um goals and and everything and that's the the thing with these apps you know you have some people that just want to hook up some people that just want validation and, and attention some people actually do want a relationship and then there's a lot that are just bots and fake <laughs> profiles mm -hmm. so. yeah that's that's a, a large I, I haven't done it in years so maybe they've cleaned it up but it was 90 percent of the time i just assumed the messages were from bots um mm -hmm. 
And I probably responded very rudely to a few actual humans who I assumed was a bot. But (laughs) it is it is also uh, there isn't any, at least on places I used to frequent, uh, like you don't know what the person actually wants out of it. And uh, it's an awkward it's a very awkward conversation to have when you're not face. I mean, it's an awkward conversation to have face to face also. Um, but it, it again, kind of seems like it's all a game. And that's where if you're paying for a matchmaking service, uh, presumably, you know what the goal of the other person is as well. Uh, it's not just yeah. a hookup because that's an expensive hookup. I would, I, I, I would say you'd probably find, find a cheaper hookup if that's all you're looking for. Yeah. Um, does um you have i think i saw 83 percent success rate Mm -hmm. so so that's i mean how many people are signed up or i don't know if that's a number you can necessarily share but i mean it seems like that's an incredibly high success rate i mean we work our matchmakers only take on about 15 clients at a time so it's very one-on-one so we're working really closely with our clients and get to know them who they are who they're looking for and then on average we end up interviewing about 50 people per client so it's kind of like we're going on those 50 first dates for our clients so they don't have to and then we narrow it down and kind of filter out who we think would be a good match and we introduce them to our client so we're able to get really good results because it works similar to a headhunter or an executive date or executive sorry executive um headhunting service and but it's for relationship and i i think i heard you mention do you even like set up the first date as far Mm -hmm. as we plan it and everything then we get feedback afterwards and we can relay the feedback to our client to let our client know what he or she said about them and um you know where maybe they could do some little tweaks and help to increase their odds of you know building that connection you know and another thing that i think is really important that we do is so often we'll get good feedback from both people and we weren't sure if the other person liked them and so maybe they don't feel confident enough to make the next move but it it can be nice to have that reassurance from us because we're here, we're getting the feedback we're able to relay it to them say no yeah you should definitely you know follow up call her and you know go out again so i think it's that just kind of just having your own basically a wing woman in your pocket is very helpful yeah it's so funny because it's uh it reminds me of like grade school where it's like could you ask her if she likes me well do you like her i don't know does she like me and it's but it's look i i'm 35 years old and it's like I don't want to necessarily say something to this person because if they don't like me, it's going to be real awkward. Um, so it's it's kind of that, uh, I don't know if it's... Well, and the other thing is, you know, with the whole Me Too movement, guys, good guys don't want to be considered creeps. So they mm-hmm. have, have to be careful on what they say and what they do. And I mean, they know women want them to pursue, but they don't want to be like overly they don't want to just presume that she's um interested so i think it helps to say yep um to have you know some of that insight and guidance along the way yeah that's a that's a very good point i've brought that up too uh but it is that that kind of uh 
weird dynamic where you you don't want to make people uncomfortable and if you know you're if you have contacts uh you know common contacts that adds a little more pressure too if you make an unwanted advance uh not even you know physical just you know that now now my mom's gonna hear about this because these people know these people and right who's that and I think that that's a good summation of how messed up I am is it's always thinking of how bad this could turn out if I do something. So just lay back and let it go. Um, so I think this is, um, again, what Luma does seems like it's just a kind of a no brainer thing that people should be more, but it seems like it's like so common sense. Why don't people do this uh, unless they truly want to play the dating game and play the field uh not actually find someone to settle down with because i mean that is i assume that's the goal of all your clients right yeah. at least the stated goal yeah if they're coming to us they're looking for a long-term committed relationship so. how difficult is it um nowadays with uh politics meaning i know last time I was on dating apps was probably pre the 2020 presidential election. And I swear almost everyone had, a, if you're voting for this person, don't, don't even bother, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, it's, that's, I understand why someone wants someone who has the same ethics, morals, but um, I, I don't know why you can't also love someone who you maybe have political disagreements with uh, so does that cause kind of a problem i think some people are just so far one way or another and i mean this the last um two especially the last two um elections presidential elections were really divisive so mm -hmm. that's where i did notice a, a difference especially after trump got elected where people were adamant like one way or another so, yeah, it was, it was, um, again, very polarizing, very divisive. Hi, everyone. I'm James McAlino. My dad is well known as a great podcaster. At least that's what he tells us. But he doesn't always have great interviews. So here's one of the many failed episodes of the Jeff McAlino podcast. everyone, I'm happy to welcome former President Donald Trump to the Jeff Macalino podcast. Nope, nope. How are you, sir? Nope, nope. Stolen election, fake news, still the real president, but I'm happy to be on with a supporter like you, Jeff. No, it's, it's tremendous. It really is. It's tremendous. Well, I did. I voted for Gary Johnson in 2016 and Joe Jorgensen last time, but I'm still very happy to, to talk with you today, Mr. President. Who are you? I've never heard of you. I know a lot, a lot of people say that Jeff McAleno is a fat alcoholic loser. I've never say that about him. I never know because I don't know Jeff, uh, but I'd say he yeah. sounds like a fat alcoholic Ooh. loser. I've never heard of you. I know uh, a lot of people say that Jeff Macaroni is a I fat mean, alcoholic I, loser. I'd never heard of you. I mean, you just said my Who name. Who are you? I, I've never heard of you. A fat alcoholic uh, loser to me. You look like the reason Rosie O'Donnell became a lesbian. You do. You really do. You do. You do. Jesus Christ.
What the fuck just happened? And now, back to the show. Is, uh, would you say as far as what, what people's roadblocks are, is it, I, I'm curious whether it's, um, meaning why they don't find the person, whether it's just being shallow as far as physical appearance, whether it's political or religious differences, um, or even I could see children and wanting children or not wanting children being a, a deal breaker for a lot of people and just strongly being in one or the other. Do, do Are any of those like the biggest issue you've encountered as far as the 17% that don't? Well, if you're a 60 year old guy and you want to have children, that's going to be. <laughs> difficult. Yeah. But um, that's usually not the issue. I think what I've seen is just people treat relationships and other people as if they're some other kind of commodity and they you know it's like they're you know buying a horse and they're looking the horse over and figuring out what's wrong with it and um and then they'll report back okay here's all the problems here's all the things that are wrong with the person and instead of like enjoying getting to know someone or learning something new from someone so a lot of it just comes down to their attitude and how they perceive a relationship and I would argue that you know it, this is a relationship it's not you know you're not just looking for the superficial things or whatever else you know it's it really it comes down to people's just their their outlook and um, a lot of times they think you know they want they have these really high expectations and it's just not realistic and so that's why they're single that's why they have to use service and um but you know more often than not i think people are the the people that we work with we try to filter out and find people that um our clients are more open-minded they're they're open to what you know the good taking the good with the bad they're not just looking for you know xyz it has to have you know make this much money it has to be this you know when you there's a calculator it's like i forget what it's called it's like dis disillusion calculator and it um, calculates like how many men are available and single in the U.S. that make X income or um, are a certain height and it's it's just it's fascinating because you can see that there's it's like two percent less than two percent are available or would be available and single <laughs> so it's um if they're like six feet or taller so yeah it's it's interesting to say the least. <laughs> Yeah, it's the preconceived notion of what you want maybe gets in the way of what you could want, but you've already closed yourself off to it, right? Right, right. And you just, you don't know. I always say you, you don't know what kind of package the person is going to come in. And if you allow yourself to be surprised, you could be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it, it's an it's an interesting thing. I, I just, the way you, you describe it, I, I think of all the negative things I say about you know, dating and I'm divorced. So I, I had the little hiatus in like my prime years when I think most guys go through their kind of dating stage and come out with kids and, uh, you know, a little older. And then it's like, eh, anyone you that I meet that's my age, that's single, there's a reason for it. And myself included <laughs> in that number. Um, so I think maybe, and that's maybe the negative, um, the negative attitude that leads to looking for flaws. Um, 
And that's where having the matchmaker kind of tap you on the shoulder and be like, no, it's fine. Don't, mm-hmm. don't worry. I feel like there's almost like some therapy involved as far as dealing with the clients. Is that, is that obviously not professional therapy, but you got to probably give a lot of pep talks and uh, uh, motivational speeches, I would think to some people. Yeah, I could see, I could see that for sure. Is um, I heard on another podcast you were on and I Mm -hmm. found this funny, your husband's a a divorce attorney, correct? Right, right. So She's it's <laughs> right. Uh, but I feel like it's still a good like counterbalance. Like you can both see, you can probably learn a lot from each other as far as professionally, uh, obviously taking the personal stuff out of it, but just professionally seeing he knows what, what causes divorce presumably and what causes right. relationships not to work. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of use that as a, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely, learned a lot through him and can apply that to our clients. And, you know, one thing that I always go back to is just people's values. And so often people end up marrying somebody that goes against their values. Like maybe they're religious and they think, oh, it's okay. I can marry this atheist person because well, it'll be fine. You know, we respect each other's religions, blah, blah, blah. But then they end up having kids and they're talking about raising the kids and the faith and that becomes a different issue. And so they end up getting divorced because it's a a huge problem or whatever. There's, you know, there's a million different things that people's values can butt up against each other. And so I think that's why we focus so much on values when we're matching people to make sure that we're matching people that um, are thinking through those things. And they're not just a lot. Oftentimes you don't see the red flags with rose-colored goggles, right? Because you are you're just infatuated with this person at the beginning, and people end up getting married because they're in love, and that's great. But if you're marrying somebody that really goes against your values, maybe they move to another country, and now they're forcing you to move when they could have taken a job closer to you and maybe more money or what? Like you're just things that are going against what is in your best interest and what you wanted. And I mean, we all have to make sacrifices, but I think it's important to make sure that you're setting your relationship for re- relationship up for a long-term success. Right. After, so when somebody signs up, uh, I think you'd said the first process was kind of just like an interview uh, thing. Is there like a large personality test or something that you give people that, that, yeah. uh, so we go through a whole series of questions and then that way we can better get to know who our clients are. And then we also have them do a personality assessment. So that way we have more information about them and it's also, it's for them primarily. So they understand who they are better and how they show up in a relationship, how they relate to other people. And it's just, it's more information, you know, it's the more we know, the better we are overall. I, I was going to ask you, and I'll, I, I, I'm curious whether it's a one size, obviously it's not a one size fits all answer. I was going to ask you, what's, what would be your number one piece of advice for a man? And I was going to ask you separately, what would be your number one piece of advice for a woman? Um, but I don't, I, my question before that even is, is it different or is it, the same. Okay. Two things that come to mind right away um, is 
for men, it's doing exactly what you you talked about earlier. You know, work on yourself, and then it will help to attract the kind of person you want in your life. And I, I mean, I guess that could be applied to women as well. But um, I think more often I see a different thing for women. So um, I would say for men, it's you know, make yourself more attractive, and there's different ways to do that because women primarily, I always think that they're looking for someone that can provide security. And I mean, yes, security and laughter. So it's good, you know, having a good sense of humor is really important, but security comes in a lot of different forms. It could be, you know, physical security. They want to feel safe with their guy um, emotionally also. And of course, financially is important to people as well. And a lot of women are really successful, especially the ones that are coming to us and they want somebody that is also successful and has prioritized that and you know has their finances in order as well. So just taking care of all those things like your health and health wealth and um, you know overall happiness and having a good social network and you know just in family um, good relationships as much as you can I think is going to make you more attractive. So then you can attract the kind of person that you want. And then for women, I think that we've been told by Hollywood and watching all these Cinderella stories that there's some Prince Charming out there that's looking for us and he you know, wants us and um, is willing to do all kinds of, like it's the fantasy of, you know, 50 Shades of Grey. I think part of the appeal of that character is that he was so into, hit that, into the woman. So I think it's just a, a rewrite of Pride and Prejudice the old, um, the old story and it's, it's to me it seems like it's the same same kind of story um, in fantasy that there's some really wealthy guy out there that is looking for us and so women are waiting for him to find them and really there's no such thing it doesn't exist it's just a made-up story and so we need to get realistic about what we're looking for in our guy and you don't necessarily need someone that is more successful or um, you know, more, has more money or whatever than you, especially if you're a very successful woman, you need somebody that is going to be your complement, you know, someone that's going to support you. Because if you're a boss lady, you know, you don't necessarily want to come home and be with someone else that's a boss. And like, you're going to have some conflict. You want somebody that encourages and that supports you and is your complement, you know, that the yin to the yang, that's going to, you know, fill the other half and, um, that way you're just you'll be more of a stronger couple together i like that and i do it reminds me of like it's the disney princess story where there there's always a prince charming coming to to save you know yeah and it's it's a bad um i know yeah i had this conversation and i don't disagree with my ex-wife about you know our daughter watching disney movies when she was younger and it's like just make sure she knows she doesn't have to wait for some man to come in and save her she can actually be you know yeah it's it's um causes those kinds of things like tv the entertainment issue or entertainment industry has caused a huge like just confusion and um disillusion around really what relationships are and what we should be looking for yeah it's it also i almost started laughing because I just finished filming a movie uh, a little bit ago called Women Want Everything. And it's about these four misfits. And I'm one of the four misfits who 
uh, are trying to figure out what women want because they're very unsuccessful in their relationships. And I, I, I almost started laughing because one of the, I, I can't spoil the movie, but one of the women gave an answer uh, similar. Uh, it was one of the things you said, and we all laughed at her like she was crazy. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, these four guys are idiots. So we, you know. <laughs> You gotta Google this um, female delusion calculator, or it's called it's um, I got standardsbro.com. I got it's, standards bro. <laughs> I got standards bro. So okay, <laughs> if you so women that are looking for a guy like thirty five to forty years old, okay, and we don't want we don't want married guys, we want just single guys, any race, and so often women will say, oh, I want somebody that's five ten, or I'm sorry. They want six feet or taller. They all want six feet. I mean, they could be five, two, and they want somebody that's six feet or taller. And we're going to put his minimum income at hundred K. We need somebody that at least makes hundred K. So, and in the U S <laughs> so that means it's a not married, any race, at least six foot tall, any weight learning at earning at least hundred K per year. That means that there are statistically 1% of the male population between the age of 35 and 40 meets their standards. <laughs> 1%. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that thins out the, 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 uh, possibilities a little bit. What's that? That thins out your possibilities just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But if you, yeah, then if you want to exclude obese men, now you're down to 0.6. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, well, yeah. Especially in America, you can't let us obese yeah. guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You want to get really picky, and now there's half of a percent. So good luck with that. But anyway, it's I thought that was pretty funny. But it, it's all based on um, the statistics in the U.S. No, and that's that's uh, I, I do like that, and I assume the I mean I assume that's kind of the point of the website is to point out, mm -hmm. you know, some of these things are a little a little silly. Yeah. It's <laughs> female disillusion anyway yes yeah, so it's important to be open-minded yes and, and I, I i think that that could be one of the the well, bigger piece of advices um yeah and you... i don't want to hold on i don't want to like just <laughs> women about this because guys too they like they see these people on especially social media and um they think oh i want somebody that looks like her I'm like dude she doesn't even look like her because she has so many on her <laughs> on, and it's you know fake eyelashes fake lips injections fake hair everything is fake so you guys have to get realistic about what people actually look like and it's yeah. just because there's some image with her like super photoshop that's that doesn't mean that she doesn't even look like that there is nobody that looks like that so let's get realistic right yeah i think uh, maybe i i'm Curious if this is correct. I've always thought men are much more physically shallow. Yeah, for sure. And and, and well, like women are too, but it's guys want I always say guys want a woman that's hot and cool. So meaning she's you know obviously attractive, but also cool and that she's not high drama, she's easygoing, she's not gonna be like super catty and you know, giving him a hard time. Just if she's she's cool and she's hot, then she's got it going on, basically. Yeah, a, a girl you can take out uh, to a bar and not have to worry about her causing mm -hmm. a scene. <laughs> that yeah. that's probably that cool side of things, right? And not only has 
her own life going on has is interesting you know just a cool person yeah yeah that's um yeah I, i'm i'm happy that something like this exists because i do think it's good for people to help them get out of their own way um and and i um before i ask you to tell me a little more about where people can find luma you i think i had heard or read um i mean you kind of were doing this before you started the business anyways right as far as like matchmaking well right and i was always talking to my husband about you know dating and relationships and what people why people were getting divorced and so on and so forth and and then um, actually the first couple I ever put together was when I was 16. So, and I had a lot of single friends. I'm like, how come they can't find you know, a good guy? And now I understand <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, is there, do you think there's somewhat of a gift as far as, I mean, obviously the business yeah. is, is one thing, but you personally is, is it just kind of a gift that you can kind of maybe read people and see and um it actually a gift and a curse because sometimes you know you can you can absorb people's energy too much and if they're negative you can you know when you get a a read off of things and off of people but and then you kind of match people's vibe basically to each other so it's yeah it's it's interesting um but also recognize it's important to recognize that the person that you're meeting, this is just them in this one moment. You know, we have so many different scenarios that will bring out different pieces of people's personality. Or if you get somebody talking about something that they're passionate about, they're a lot more enthusiastic and in- interesting. Or if you're forcing them to talk about something that's not interesting to them, they're going to be boring. They're going to seem like they're boring. So we, we're complex. And I it drives me crazy when people are like, oh, I know within five minutes, if this is going to be a good match or five seconds, if this is a good match. And I think that it's, we are just way too quick to judge. You know, people are complex and we need to be open-minded and at least go in with a positive attitude and like, Hey, I'm going to learn something new. And at least about this person, you know, there's every interaction can give you something. <laughs> and, and one other thing popped up, especially just thinking this is this person in one moment, and first dates are so, so much of a landmine and yeah. so awkward. Yeah. Um, I just feel like they're not even, a, they're not a date. They're like an introduction. And then you can decide if you want to go on a real date and have that intention of dating at that point, because it's, it's kind of almost not fair to call it a date because <laughs> they don't even know if they want to go on a date with you yet. They just know from your profile, right? They haven't actually met, if you've never met them before yeah yeah i i told a story on here where i i had met this girl in person took her out on a date and she she had googled me so she had a gazillion questions about me yeah and then she she got very angry near the end of the date because i didn't ask her nearly as many questions as i'm like well i don't even know your last name so i didn't google you (laughs) uh um well, and it can be challenging when you kind of get into that, um, like, we're in a Q&A session right now. You're asking me questions, I'm answering, and you kind of get into that rhythm. So you got to recognize it, that it's happening, and turn it around. I mean, I know that I'm not supposed to be asking you questions in this, <laughs> in this format, but on a date, you are supposed to. So that could be that could be challenge, challenging. But um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it is, it's definitely important to keep the conversation going both ways. So it doesn't feel like an interrogation and you can always just say, how about you? You know, if she's asking you something specific. Yeah. That's, I guess that's, that's gotta be one of the tricks is just learn how to flip their question, answer it and then flip it back to them. Otherwise. Yeah. It was more of just like, I'm a podcast guest here. I feel like on this date and now, now I'm a narcissist because I talk too much about (laughs) <laughs> well and well people do like to talk about themselves so if you can get them going and talking about themselves you're going to learn something because you're going to learn about them and um you're going to see like maybe something that find out something about them that they're passionate about and you can expand the conversation that way but sometimes you might have to be willing to just give up something more if they're asking you a question and you're like yes or no and you don't expand on it any more than that it's really hard for a conversation to flow so it's important to be open in the conversation and give them a little more information don't just ask you know or say yes or no and then ask them how about you and and then put it the conversation on them you know it's it's all it's a dance yeah yeah it's a it's a dance and uh you don't want to you don't want to trip uh (laughs) And uh, I do want, um, uh, I'm going to ask you to to tell my listeners where they can find you and also Luma, but um, I do want to say I liked just looking at your Instagram. I know you have like some uh, videos you put up with uh, advice Mm -hmm. and I even, I'm like, oh yeah, I probably, this, some of this would have been helpful if I had looked at this. (laughs) (laughs) keep watching these well i'm going to get you now that i know you're single i'm going to get you in our database and at least so we can consider you as a match to some of our lady clients and we can potentially set you up so that's that's (laughs) important they can answer answer your question about how people can find us all they have to do is go to our website it's lumasearch.com and fill out the profile form so once they do that it will prompt them to schedule a time to meet with a matchmaker and the matchmaker will ask them a bunch of questions, learn all about them, figure out who would be a good match, and then um, determine if we have anyone that we could introduce them to and kind of go from there. And so our clients are the ones that we work with one-on-one that we represent and we're looking for matches. So people can either elect to become a client or they can be part of our database. And that's what I'm saying. Like you can, you can be a client or if you wanna just be in our database, then we can consider you as a match to some of our lady clients. And yeah, go from there interesting okay and uh i'll i'll put a link in the show notes and then uh what's your uh instagram handle um, april davis matchmaker okay no no, dashes nothing just april davis matchmaker and and the link will be in the show notes but just in case people are are too lazy to scroll down yeah luma is luma let me lumasearch.com luma stands for luxury matchmaking yeah, and it's L U M A. I'm yeah. I I love what you do uh, because I I do um, even though I need I need the dating apps to continue to be a thing just for my comedy purposes. No it gives gives well, me something very relatable to make jokes about. <laughs> sure, there's plenty of it out there. Yeah. It's, it's it's interesting. I follow some people with um, that are on Instagram with like their horror stories, and if there's a hashtag dating sucks. Hashtag Dating Sucks on Instagram. There's a lot of good content there too. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll go on one of those binges one of these yeah. days when I'm when I'm feeling down. <laughs> well, that's like people always ask me, like, are the dating apps are they competition to you? I'm like, no, it's more of a justification, not a competition. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're like, oh, get me out of here, and so they want something better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anything, I would think people dealing with those for a while probably would be like, all right, this isn't going to work, and I'm I'm done with this game. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 uh it's almost a marketing tool for you. <laughs> Seriously. Well, well, thank you for having me. Stay. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you coming on, April. I appreciate you. All right, take care. All right, that's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you, April Davis. Uh, check out. Uh, uh, Luma uh, Luxury Matchmaking, the website uh, linked in the show notes. Check out our Instagram and YouTube. Some helpful videos on there for single uh, guys and uh, probably single gals as well. Uh, so check it out. Uh, I mean, if you're single, I suppose. If you're not, probably don't need. I don't know. Man, maybe there's good stuff for you on the YouTube channel and Instagram there but probably don't need to sign up for, for the dating uh, matchmaking if you're, if you're in a serious relationship. Uh, anywho, thanks again to April uh, for coming on. Some good uh, information gleaned, especially for me, uh, or by me, I should say, uh, from her <laughs> uh, in, the, uh, in that chat. So it was a good time. Uh, thank you to uh, James for his lovely intro into failed episodes. And thanks to Gary Maselli for doing the voice of Donald Trump, or should I say, thank you for Donald Trump for coming on for a minute on my podcast. Um, all right. That will about do it. Make sure you're following, uh, the show on Facebook, uh, and on Twitter, Instagram minds, uh, all those things. Uh, drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps a lot. Drop a rating, write a review, and I'll I'll even read a review uh, in on the show if 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 you write one. So do that. That's nice. Um, you can rate me on IMDb, and you can rate each episode on IMDb to give me more feedback on what kind of guests you want, or you can just reach out to me on any of those social medias I mentioned. I feel like Facebook's going to be the one as far as if you want uh, info on what's going on with me outside of, you know, just the podcast. I feel like that's where I mo have put most of my uh, acting information. So, you know, if you're on Facebook, give it over there. But you got to be on one of the socials. Um, and if you're not, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You're just too cool for school. Um, Boom, it's over.